It's me, no good adventures. Hi. So, uh, this is just a quick, um, I guess, like intro thing after the fact. Uh, when I was recording, I didn't notice that uh, the Audacity, which is the program I used, didn't connect to my microphone. So, the first 15 minutes or so of the podcast are through my computer mic. Uh, at which point I notice, and then I go and I change, and I, I mention the change then. But I also wanted to mention it now, so just if, if you're wondering why the first 15 minutes doesn't sound as good or, or so, that's, that, that's why. Okay, thank you. Enjoy. Bye. Nailed it. Nailed it, bro. <laughs> uh, what's up? We're back again for another installation episode of Eric's New York Adventures. Um... I don't know why I did the Pirates of the Caribbean music, because that's, you know, it's not what we're doing. I just, I don't really know what the theme song is for what we're doing this week, so I went with that. Um, oh, also, I always forget to mention, and I've always wanted to mention, but I have a, a Twitter, you know, page for this account, and um, if you want to go follow it, you know, that'd be great. It's at uh, Eric Mediocre on Twitter. Um, I try to post updates on when I'm posting and stuff there. Uh, I often forget, as it's been several episodes since I've done it, but I'm going to start trying to do it again, because you know what? I, I would like to do that, and I would like it if people would follow me if they listen, because that would be fun, I think. But yeah. Uh, today, what we're doing is we are... So, I'll explain. Uh, just for some reason, at night, one night, I decided that I wanted to watch... Three Ninjas. As Three Ninjas is a is a film from my childhood that I love, and that I I just I've seen many a times, and I for some reason it popped into my head that I wanted to watch it again. But I was in bed, I was comfy, and I didn't want to get out of bed to go get the DVD. So uh, I went on to Netflix, and the only one they had on Netflix was the second one they have. It's technically not the second one, but I'll get into it. They had um, Three Ninjas kick back up. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'll watch this one. And then when I watched that one, it made me want to watch the others. So I, I then watched the first one. Um, and I've got the third one and fourth one on deck and ready to go. Uh, I might record this all in one session, so I would record the first two, because I've watched those and taken notes on those, and I will pause the recording. I will watch three and four and come back and, and do that. Or, if this episode is quite long, just discussing the first two, uh, I will split it into two, depending on, on uh, yeah, depending on the runtime once we're done, one and two here. But yeah, so um, the first Three Ninjas movie came out in the year 1992. Uh, it was released in August. At that time, I was not even, a, you know, a, a person yet. <laughs> in August of 92, I would have been living in my mummy's tummy. Because I was, uh, this would have been September, October, November, September, so five months before I was born. So I would have been whatever a four-month the fetus is. Uh, 
So heartbeat, you know, the heartbeat would be there. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I can suck and swallow, and I will begin sucking my thumb. That's, you know, great. All right. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Anyway, seriously, yeah, this was a, uh, it's a martial arts comedy film that they made kind of in lieu of, like, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Uh, those kind of, like, kiddie martial arts movies, like, yeah, Power Rangers, all that kind of stuff. I wasn't even tired before this, but whenever I start recording, I start to yawn. But, uh, yeah, this movie came out, and then it spawned uh, three sequels. So there's Three Ninjas Kickback, which was released in 1994, which was actually the third movie chronologically, and it was the third movie filmed. But because of some weird licensing rights or something, uh, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, which was released in 1995, uh, but shot in 1992, like was was skipped. So. The first movie came out in 1992. The third movie came out in 1994. The second movie came out in 1995. And then uh, the worst one <laughs> came out in 1998. Three, three Ninjas High Noon and Mega Mountain. So the casting of these is a little weird. So the original cast is present for Three Ninjas in 1992 and Three Ninjas Knuckle Up in 1995. In Three Ninjas Kickback in 1994, there are some cast changes. And then in Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, the entire cast has changed. Except for uh, three characters uh, who stay consistent throughout. But yeah. So we'll start with the first one. As I mentioned, uh, it came out in 1992. Uh the only semblance for like reviews of it that I can find is Rotten Tomatoes, and it uh, had a 32% approval rating, which isn't good, and the audience score was 53%. Now, that's all kind of like retroactive um, in that, like, I think those were all updated after the fact rather than being present. Uh, and the reviews for it uh, at the time weren't very good uh from new york times was very positive los angeles times was kind of positive but it has uh like it has a cult following it's considered a cult classic to many and uh like i just learned this but every year except for probably this year uh in april the three main characters would hold a q a and screening of the movie in california which is cool if that ever like becomes a thing again i would go i would go to that <laughs> Because, like I said, I really like this movie. This is one of those movies as a kid that I had on VHS and I now have on DVD because I went out and got it. Um, that you, I mean, everyone as kids know that you watch a lot of the same things over and over again because it's comforting and it's what you like. And, and this was one of those movies that was often on repeat for me and my brother and then, you know, often for just me as well. Um, I loved it because it was like you get to see kids doing everything that normally adults are doing, kids being ninjas, like, and they actually look like kids, because when you watch Power Rangers and stuff, they say they're teenagers, but they're clearly adults, and, like, obviously grown-up people, but in this one, it's legitimate kids, which I really like. Um, I don't know quite 
what got me watching this. I don't know if maybe my brother, uh, who is three or four years older than me, it's, he's like in the middle zone, but I don't know if like he had liked it, and that's why we had it on VHS, or if like it was just a random movie we got at some point once I was around. But one day, uh, we just had it, we watched it, and then from there I was hooked. And as soon as I learned about the others, uh, probably a few years later, I, I sought them out and I got them and, and watched them all. The, the, I, me- I remember I didn't actually see the last one, Hiding the Mega Mountain, until like 2001, I think. So like three years after it came out, so I just didn't know it existed and probably for the better <laughs> but yeah um, once I decided I want to watch them all I had to go find them uh, as I said and like I like I mentioned kickback is on Netflix um, I own multiple DVDs of the first one just because of forgetting that I had it and buying it again uh, I also own the DVD of knuckle up uh, finding high noon at Mega Mountain was a bit of a chore but I did get there so yeah I've got them all and like and I'm ready to go but like I said, uh, the first one is my favorite of all of them. And I recently learned, like when I was just doing research for this, there's an alternate version of this movie. Like there's an international cut for like, I guess everywhere that was in America and Canada. And it's got different scenes and there's like a backing, the backing audio track of like the voiceover is different. Uh, and I didn't really care for it. So I did watch it. Uh, and then I went back and watched the American cut after because I preferred it. Uh, but the American cut, as I understand it, was changed to have a lower rating. And the main differences in the international version are there's some extra scenes of violence. Um, you actually see people die. Uh, the robbers actually shoot at someone uh, in the international version, where in the American version, I think there's one gunshot throughout the entire movie. Um, and in the international uh, version, there's like a basketball game at one point that in the American version, the kids win, but in the national version, they lose, and it later leads to a fight. Uh, so yeah, that's all that stuff is not in the American version. But uh, after I watched the international version, I was like, "This is not as fun." So I went and watched the American version uh, again because I like it better. So this movie starts with a voiceover. Uh, exposition scene where the boys just kind of explain everything so um, we learn that their grandpa takes them every summer and he trains them to be ninjas uh, and then we get a scene of them literally doing that training to be ninjas um, and we see them fighting grandpa in various ways pretty handily so we know that they're quite capable and then you know that grandpa's even more capable and uh, this is when we meet the four main characters we meet Rocky Colt Tum Tum and Grandpa. So Rocky uh, is Samuel Douglas Jr. Uh, and he's played by Michael Treanor. I don't know how to say that. Uh, who was a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. And he also had a black belt karate by the time that he filmed Three Ninjas. So he been, I think he was 13 is what it said. Uh, he only appears in this one and Knuckle Up. And uh, Rocky, 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 Rocky is the eldest brother uh, of the three. And we have Colt, who is the middle brother. Uh, his name is Jeffrey Douglas. Uh, and he's played by Max Elliott Slade. And at the time of Three Ninjas, he was a brown belt in karate. And then he's also done Taekwondo, as I understand it. Uh, 
now a black belt uh, at this point in his life, of course. Uh, and he appeared in the most films out of the three main boys, as he was in all of them but High Noon at Mega Mountain, uh, where they were all replaced by that point. And we got Tum Tum, uh, whose name is Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas, I believe. So. Yes, he's Tum Tum. Uh, he's played by Chad Power, who also did martial arts before Three Ninjas, but I don't know what stage he was at. All I know is that he is now a black belt, at least. Uh, and just like uh, Michael Trainer, he only appeared in this film and Knuckle Up. And uh, it's not really super important, but we learn their ages. Uh, so Rocky's 12, Colt is 11, and Tum Tum is 8. And their grandpa, uh, we meet him. His name is Mori Tanaka, a.k.a. Grandpa. He's played by Victor Wong. Uh, he's the only actor, like main character, to appear in all four films, which is pretty neat. And, and I do like that. Um, one thing I do love about these early films, too, other than Grandpa, uh, is that they got actual trained martial artists for the roles, and it shows during the action scenes when the kids are fighting because you can clearly see their faces during all of it, and the scenes are smooth. Like they they learned, they like they knew what they were doing, and, and obviously people can learn uh, fight choreography, but they it, it it's kind of different tell when when you know that they've done it and you can tell. But obviously, as I said, Grandpa is the exception. Um, he clearly doesn't do the stunts as. Uh, his stunt double in the film is, is very noticeable. He's like a different shaped human and you can see that and you can often see the other much younger guy's face, but that's fine. Uh, Victor does do some of it, which is nice. I like, I like, I like do what you can kind of thing when it comes to movies because you can see his face during some of the stuff. It's just majority of it is a much younger man who is thinner and taller, but <laughs> that's the way she goes, I guess. And this year uh, of their training, Grandpa decides to give them new ninja names and uh, new ninja outfits because they've reached, I guess, a point in their training to where he's satisfied. And then he names Rocky, uh, well, Samuel Rocky, because he's steadfast and, and stubborn, I guess, and Colt uh, because he's wild like a horse, and then Tum Tum because he thinks with his stomach for Michael. Uh, and they get their colors. Rocky's green, uh, Colt's blue, and then Tum Tum's yellow. In one of the movies, I think he becomes red, but he is yellow in this one. And then the movie hops over to the next, or I guess the, the other storyline of this film, uh, where we get to see some weird weapons deal going on with like some missile heads with the big bad of this movie, uh, Snyder. I don't remember what his first name is, but he's Snyder. And uh, surprise, it's an FBI sting run by Sam Douglas, uh, who's the father of the three ninjas. Uh, Snyder escapes. Sam's upset. And uh, Snyder then goes to uh, visit his old friend, Grandpa. And uh, so Grandpa can tell Sam to F off. And he gives some not-so-subtle threats towards Grandpa, towards the kids, towards... Uh, Grandpa's daughter, who is the wife of Sam Douglas, and uh, then the boys and Grandpa have to fight Snyder's ninjas, because Snyder has ninjas. Um, 
in the scene is where we get to start to see some of the, the ingenuity and the antics of the boys during fight scenes that let them like fight grown men. The, the grown men are wildly inept, but they're still grown men. So uh, we get to see some of that. And it doesn't hurt that all the Snyder's men are idiots, as we often see them running into each other and stuff. But you know what? It's like we take what we can get, I suppose. I love it. Uh, and I'm glad that they they show that it's like a mix of skill and then just being smarter and, and more like creative, which is like a ninja thing, I guess. So we get to see that actually in work. And uh, Grandpa takes on the most of them. The boys take on, I'll take on some and then they win. And uh, Snyder leaves all, all but he's all grumpy. Uh, but we learn in this scene that Grandpa and Snyder used to be partners in karate studios, which is how they know each other. And Grandpa taught Snyder karate like he did the boys. But uh, Grandpa left after he learned that Snyder was doing a bunch of legal stuff and killing people. So he's like, I don't like this. Snyder, I'm going to I'm a bounce. And bounce he did. I just noticed that uh, for some reason my thing was using the wrong audio. Um or the wrong mic, so, yeah, uh, apologies, I, I would have just re-recorded, but I was already 17 minutes in, and I didn't want to do it again, so, but I'll pick up where we left off, which is where Snyder gets told by, uh, Grandpa to bounce, he's like, I don't want to team up with you, you kind of suck, so Snyder leaves after, you know, more, more threats, um, I really like Snyder's actor. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to comment on. I'm surprised that we don't see him in more stuff. Like, I don't think he's in, really in any other known movies, but he's good and he has some very like fun line delivery that I that I quite enjoyed. So I thought it was strange that um, that he wasn't really in anything anything else. Anyways, yeah, like I said, uh, Grandpa essentially tells Snyder to go kick rocks and he uh, gets mad at the boys for interfering when he told them not to because uh, when the fight was starting he's like don't interfere guys and they're like but grandpa and then they help um, I think it was mostly because he didn't want uh, Snyder to be aware of them and because of them like doing this he's now aware of them Which, you know, is, is bad, and we'll see later that it is bad. But uh, this is also when we get to the part of the movie, and, and all the movies kind of do this, uh, if memory serves, is where they get, like, the big ninja lesson, uh, which becomes kind of like a theme in all of the movies. Is, like, here's your lesson that you need to work on through the movie. For for this movie, they it's all a shared one, like the, the big ninja lesson. In other movies, they kind of get their own little ninja lessons each. But in this one, it's a big one and uh, for all of them. And it's just, it's not really a lesson. It's more like learning. So Grandpa, like, drops this dummy down. And uh, if you hit it in certain places that are supposed to be super weak on the human body, uh, like pressure points, essentially, it lights up the eyes. And he's t he's sh his lesson is that he's, he's showing them this and where these all are. But he's also being like, this is very important that you only use this if you really, really have to. Because if you hit people here, then they like it will be bad for them. Because, um, yeah, getting kicked in the throat or the nuts like would suck. That checks out. Um, 
but like he's I guess he's trying to teach them like when to hold back when to not hold back and then how to end a fight quickly and stuff if they if they have to uh, which makes sense with a threat like Snyder kind of looming now so they do this uh, for an hour where they hit the thing uh, learning where the spots are and then um, we see Colt starts to get a uh, little curious about Snyder and who he is and they have the mystery for the movie. Bum, bum, bum. But anyway, yeah. Uh, summer's over, so Grandpa takes the boys home. Um, and we see the kids, like, teasing Rocky for having a girlfriend. But it's like, good for you, Rocky. You know, slay away, buddy. <laughs> they'll get older soon, too. And they'll be like, yeah, Rocky was the man. Rocky's the man. Uh, this too is where we learn that their dad is kind of neglecting them like he's too busy for them with the fbi stuff and he doesn't care uh for the ninja stuff like he refuses to call them their new names before leaving for work uh he doesn't like that they go with grandpa every summer so he's a bit of a a curmudgeon in that regard and then we quickly learn that grandpa was right to be worried uh about Snyder finding out about the boys because the very next scene is Snyder planning to kidnap the boys. Uh, but he wants someone not attached to their, like, group. So he hires the three dummies of this movie. <laughs> Another thing that kind of becomes a theme, a group of dummies, to go kidnap them. Uh, the three dummies in this movie are great, though. They're very funny. Um, their names are Hammer... Marcus and Festin, I think, maybe? I'm not sure if Festin's his last name, but it's the only name I remember hearing. They're all kind of like surfer bros, and they're weirdly polite sometimes, which is weird, because they're criminals. Uh, and they often refer to each other as dude. Uh, in fact, one of them, I believe it's Marcus, only says dude the entire film. He doesn't say anything else. Uh... We also get a line where a grown man uh, says three very specific little boys, and it gives me the oogies. Like, please never say that again. I do not want to hear anyone say three very specific little boys. Uh, <laughs> there's a funny scene here where they're robbing a convenience store, and I think the international cut ruins it. It's one of those things that I was talking about where it doesn't fit. Is They just hold up the guy, so they just point a gun at him, and it's only after he sasses them about reading a magazine in the store, because he says the store's not a library. So they rob the store, uh, and they just point a gun at them. But then Festin's beeper goes off, and he's like, Excuse me, sir. May I please use your telephone? And then he uses the phone, and I think that's great. But in the uh, international version, he like shoots the bottles around the guy's head like to scare him and stuff. Um, Kind of like it when you rob a store in Grand Theft Auto V. But he's doing that, and then his beeper goes off, and he still says the same line. The, excuse me, sir, may I please use your telephone? But it doesn't fit anymore, I think. The weird moment of politeness doesn't fit after like you showed a hit, us him shooting around this guy, like trying to scare him, whereas before he's just, he was just holding them up. So like the, It's kind of the difference between them being maybe harmless and then they're actually not harmless and and I, I like the idea that maybe they were harmless more I suppose anyways uh, we get an outside shot of the Douglas's huge ass house uh, at nighttime and uh, then we go in and we see that all three boys have to share one room like that's rude like this is a ginormous house 
if memory serves, I know of at least four rooms on the on the first floor. Presuming that three of those are bedrooms and one's a bathroom, like all three of these kids don't need to be sharing a room. Anyway, uh, Tum Tum's playing Mario on the TV. Uh, Rocky is talking through a telephone can thing that I don't really know how it works because I don't see the screen, the 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 string. Uh, and he's talking to Emily, who's like his girlfriend or whatever. And uh, he drops the R word, which I was like, whoa, <laughs> uh, the nineties. <90s. laughs> uh, the boys also have a dope like alert system for when their mom is coming. There's like a light that shines red and like beeps at them. But I 1,000% guarantee that she knows about that, as she's likely the one who bought the stuff for it. So, like, she comes in to check if they're sleeping and they're fake sleeping. Like, she, I think she clearly knows they're fake sleeping, but she's just like, all right, whatever. Because <laughs> presumably this woman very likely would have also been ninja trained, unless uh, Grandpa is, like, super sexist. But he doesn't seem to be, at least from what we can tell. Then we get, we get a scene of the robbers, like, casing the three dummies, as uh, the robbers, uh, casing the Douglas house. And there's a bunch of FBI agents there, so they don't want to go. And we get uh, a nice little bit of dialogue that I think should have won this movie an Oscar. And all it consists of is, Slurpee? Radical. Slurpee? Dude. <laughs> and then they go to get Slurpees. Like, that's... <laughs> Academy Awards weren't paying attention. Uh, we skip to the next day. Uh, the boys are getting ready for school. Uh, Dad is dipped again. And Colt is an idiot who doesn't realize his backpack is on his back. And then they're mean to their mom, which I don't like. Be nice to your mom. She's, you know, she's doing everything. Your dad's never there. She's probably very, very lonely. Like, give her a break. Uh, the, but the boys bike to school, and we get a weird scene where they kind of, like, show off on the bikes by going over jumps and stuff uh, while the three dummies follow them. Uh... And then three dummies crash into a cop car, and the boys laugh at them and get away. Um, which is funny. But, yeah, it's just it's kind of a weird scene. And then while the boys are doing, like, their wild and bike stuff, some bullies uh, come and steal Emily's bike. And then she gets mad at Rocky because of it for some reason, as if it is his fault. Uh, which, like, you, I guess, like, in her opinion, she's like, if you weren't shown off, you would have been there on my bike when it got stolen. But I think it probably would have either happened anyways or like you know just keep up <laughs> just keep up uh, we skip to school where Colt's playing basketball with this kid and the bullies come and they steal Colt's basketball and they're like if you want it back you're gonna have to play us for it like honestly bullies if you wanted to play some basketball just come ask I'm sure they would have played with you quite happily but uh, Rocky comes along, uh, he challenges the bullies to a 2v2, uh, first to 10. If they win, uh, they get Emily's bike back. If they lose, they lose their bikes to the bully. Um, and then for some stupid reason, Rocky spots them nine points. Uh, and you start to see why Emily called him a show-off. Um, <laughs> because he gave them nine points so that they could show off that they could still get to 10 before them, which was, you know... That's dangerous, because like like I mentioned earlier, uh, in the international version, uh, they lose this game. They get to nine points, and then the bullies uh, like knock over Colt and take the ball and score. Um, but in the good version, uh, the three ninjas win, and the bullies look like idiots, which I like. 
but yeah, so they get Emily's bike back, but in the international version, they lose their bikes as well. So Tum Tum's the only one who has a bike. And then at the end of the movie, in like a post credit scene, um, they do like a flashback and they show the boys, uh, well, just Rocky technically uh, fights the bullies and gets the bikes, the bikes back, which was fun, but like I think it was kind of... Uh, it was unnecessary. Like, I think the, the where they win was more fun. But that's just me. Back at home, uh, Colt learns that Grandpa was definitely friends with the guy that their dad is after. And that, like, he learns that that's who their dad is after. The, uh, the FBI is after Snyder. Snyder knows Grandpa. And he uh, starts to distrust Grandpa. Mom leaves to go pick up Dad. And a babysitter shows up. And she's, like, this super old lady. Um... As do the robbers, who stuff the babysitter in a closet, uh, and then go about like trying to find the boys. The international version, I, I don't know why I keep going back to it, but it's weird. So the international version cuts out the scene where the mom leaves and the babysitter shows up, and like it just skips to the babysitter being there, and then the robbers showing up, and it's very weird. It's very jarring. But anyways, uh, I think it's Colt sees the robbers stuffing the babysitter into the closet and like tying her up so they get their ninja stuff ready and they start a plan to to get these robbers out of here and we get some great scenes of them like doing ingenious stuff to beat up the robbers and messing with the robbers um like colt uh he goes into a room that their mom's renovating where everything's covered in like gray drapes and he spray paints his mask gray and he turns his blue jacket inside out so that it's gray and he hides in there and like makes them beat each other up like in the darkness and that's fun uh, Rocky uses like ties and stuff to create like traps with the doors and to like choke the guy and tie him up to the banister uh, Tum Tum makes like spice bombs and stuff that they throw in their faces that like burns their eyes and shit it's all good stuff <laughs> But then the robbers, after getting beat up for a bit, uh, go to the boys' room to try to find like a weakness where they see the uh, telephone can thing and they fake call Emily, who somehow doesn't recognize that this isn't Rocky's voice. And she comes to the house and they take her hostage. Um, but the boys beat up the three dummies and there's some poop jokes uh, because they gave the boys like the two of the dummies, uh, Hammer and Marcus, I think. They gave them, like, X-Lax uh, in a cup after they, like, put the spice bombs in their eyes and stuff. So there's some poop jokes, and then they fight in the bathroom, and they take out all three dummies, and they save Emily. But then uh, Snyder's, like, henchman, like, his his right-hand man, and then he's got, like, this big Japanese guy. Um, and a bunch of the ninjas show up because Snyder was like, these three dummies probably aren't going to capture them, so, you know, go help them if you have to. So they show up and they get the boys because uh, the boys lose very quickly to the big Japanese guy in a fight. And they get taken to Snyder's big boat. Uh, the parents come home, the kids are gone, and they're all like, Wah! so the FBI's called and they're all there chilling. And then Emily's like, I know who took the boys, it was Snyder. And Grandpa shows up to talk to Sam in a cool ninja outfit like that. Like he looks, but he looks like a brittle old man when he's walking. So like, like I don't believe that he could be, like do any of the stuff we later see him do. But 
I like that they cover his face because then it makes it much less obvious that it's a stunt double, even though their bodies are still quite uh, differently shaped. But anyways, um, Grandpa gets a one-hour head start from Sam uh, to go save the kids, which is like his moment of like accepting that they're going to be ninjas and stuff. But the kids mostly save themselves, uh, like before Grandpa gets there, due to the idiocy of Snyder's men. Like, so they trick their way out of the cell, which is fun. Like he uh, rock. There's a phone in the cell because it's a boat, obviously, and it's not like a real cell; it's a room. So he uses the phone to call, and he pretends to be an adult, and he says, "Hey, this is a phone test. Call me back." And he hangs up. And then the idiot operator calls him back, and he's like, "Hello." Oh, you must be calling for the guard. And he calls the guard in and then knocks the guard out with the phone. It's very, it's fun, but it's also like, these guys would have to be pretty stupid to fall for that. It's a lot of, a lot of noticing that when I'm older is how stupid these guys were, were rather than how smart the, the kids are. But anyways, um, they proceed to, to get out of the cell and beat up a numerous amount of ninjas. They even cut some of their clothes off at one point, and it's weird. Like, like it's like the actions. There's a lot of action scenes, and they're good and they're fun, and I really like them. But like, one of these, like the jokes of these movies that comes up a lot is like pulling people's pants down or cutting off their clothes to like embarrass them, and it's like, that's not really funny. Was it ever funny? Yeah, I probably laughed at it when I was a kid, but it's not really funny now. Uh, the best fight is this guy who looks like the crow. He's got like a sword and he's trying to fight them. And Colt just beats him by spraying mist in his face and then using the sword to like cut off all his clothes. Which is pretty neat. But yeah. Uh, in the international version, the kids are running and they run into Grandpa. And they're worried about him. And like it looks like he's going to throw a throwing knife at him. But then uh, it turns out he was throwing it at someone behind them. And they reunite. And this is when, like, Grandpa straight up killed the dude. Like, he threw a knife into this guy's heart, and he just falls down. Uh, and then Grandpa tells them to get off the boat, and he's going to take care of the rest. In the American version, uh, they haven't seen Grandpa yet. So they, the next scene that they go into, where they enter, like, the dojo as they're trying to find their exit, is the same. There's just no extra scene where they meet up with Grandpa uh, yet. But we get a real big fight scene here where it's like finally they're kind of like, instead of running, they like they embrace that they're going to kick these dudes' butts. And they do it until the real big dude shows up again. And they try to fight him. And they're losing uh, until Grandpa shows up and he tells them to light up the eyes. He's like, light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. So they kick this dude in the dick real good. Uh, and they beat him with a headbutt. They make it seem like they headbutt him in the stomach, but they clearly headbutt him in the nuts, which I think is kind of funny. And it's rude. Grandpa actually only reminds Rocky and Colt. Like, he forgets Tum Tum. He shows up, he goes, Rocky, Colt, light up the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. But Tum Tum's also there. Throw in Tum Tum, dude. But once they knock out the big, the big Japanese dude, who might not be Japanese, I'm a, but I think he's Japanese, I don't know. Once they do that, all the ninjas that they had beaten up already, which is a considerable amount, uh, stand up, and uh, they pull out guns. <laughs> and then, so the kids have to just, like, give up. And then Snyder shows up, and we get a really cool fight scene between him and Grandpa. Uh, they have a 1v1, 
where it's like if grandpa loses grandpa dies uh if he wins the kids get to go free uh and when they're fighting they fight they both fight dirty like at first grandpa tries to fight clean and then but snyder keeps fighting dirty and he throws like ninja dust in his eyes and and stuff and it's it's pretty brutal it's pretty bloody and it's very good um and then grandpa like kind of gets reminded by the kids like they do like a weird sign of respect thing when it seems like grandpa's about to die and he gets recharged and he takes some jelly beans that tum tum gave him and he jams them down snyder's throat and then he starts pounding snyder in the face and he knocks him down but snyder's a sore loser so he gets up to shoot grandpa but then we hear a gunshot and it's sam and he showed up with a bunch of fbi people to save the day and and Snyder gets arrested and everyone gets arrested and then Sam is like I love you kids let's go get pizza instead of I'm not gonna do my work and he calls the kids by their ninja names and and they're like yeah pizza and grandpa's like I hate pizza but they go get pizza and it's fun uh yeah, like I, like I said earlier, I love this movie. I loved it as a kid. I still love it now, even though there's a lot of moments where I'm rolling my eyes. Um, when we were kids, like we we did the thing that we did with everything else, like we did with Power Rangers. We did it with bands. Like uh, we just went, like when you're playing, or even just when you're watching it, you would pick the one that you related to the most, and then that's who you were. Like um, when I was a kid, I always had. Uh, the blue Power Rangers costume, or I would have the white Power Rangers costume, and then, like, my brother would be the, uh, would have the red Power Ranger or the green Power Ranger, like, depending on, on which one it was or whatever, or, like, for this, I'd be, I would say, like, I'm Colt, and I would want to wear the blue, and then my brother would be like, I'm Rocky, blah, <laughs> yeah, we were real cool, uh, yeah. I remember as a kid uh, that I thought High Noon at Mega Mountain was bad. So, like, I'm not really looking forward to watching that again. Because if I thought it was bad then, I probably think it's, like, terrible now. But I uh, I was looking forward to watching the other two. And as I mentioned, I've watched one of them already. And I and I mostly enjoyed it. And then the other one's still, still waiting. Um... I did at first want to do them in chronological order, but I forgot that I had owned... Like, I, I, I honestly forgot that I had Knuckle Up on DVD. I thought I had Kickback, uh, and I only noticed afterwards that I had Knuckle Up after I'd already watched Kickback. So I decided to do Kickback next. Um, partially because it is technically the second movie to be released, so it would be the second one you would expect to watch if you if like someone who wasn't aware just watch them by release date uh even though it is the third movie in the timeline so like if you pull up three ninjas knuckle up on the internet it's called like a prequel to kickback even though it's not supposed to be but yeah uh three ninjas kickback is weirdly one of my favorite of the three ninja movies from like a nostalgia point of view but I also only owned three of them for most of like my childhood. I owned uh, the first one, I owned Kickback, and then I owned High Noon to Mega Mountain in the early 2000s. And this one is oodles better than High Noon to Mega Mountain, so it got the boost um, <laughs> over the rest of them. 
like I said, I think the first one still kind of ekes out as being better, uh, mainly because I just like the, the, the three. I like the main cast more. But yeah. Um, like I was saying, this one was uh, released in 1994, and it is weird as it is the third movie chronologically. And it's the third movie filmed, uh, but because of the weird rights, it came up before the second movie. So if you watch this one, Colt is older. Like, he's noticeably older. Uh, he looks more like he's like 15 or 16 around there. Uh, whereas, like, if you watch the first two, it there's like a, it's like there's a year difference between them because there was like uh, if you watch like Knuckle Up, they look pretty much exactly the same. The only one who looks older really is Tum Tum because there's a big difference between a like an eight year old kid and a ten year old kid versus like a ten and an eleven kind of kind of thing. But yeah, Colt is is older, uh, and Rocky and Tum Tum have been recast. While I prefer the original Rocky, this Rocky recast is not terrible. Like it gets worse. This guy does all right, and he's enjoyable in the role, but it seems really likely that he's not a martial artist uh, and that he didn't do his own stunts because every time he's in a fight scene or doing anything action-y, his face is always hidden or it's covered. So, like, he's always either got the mask on or he's uh, they later get uh, different outfits that have hoods, and he's always wearing the hood and the face covering after that. And uh, I do not like the, the recast for Tum Tum. Um, they start doing this thing. And I, and I say this like it's a trend. It, it only happens in two of them. But they seem to recast Tum Tum to be younger every time and then less capable. So, like, in Three Ninjas, he's the first one, he's perfectly capable. He's just a little less capable than the rest because he's smaller and he's younger. He's Because I think he was two or three years younger than... Uh, than Colt but in Knuckle Up he's just as capable as the rest if memory serves I'll know again when I watch it and I'll comment on it if it's if it's not so but in this one he's like a he's like a six or seven year old kid who's like obsessed with food and he does like he doesn't really do much fighting he just does weird antics and stuff like weird comedy spots uh, which like are clearly intended to be funny and some of them are fun but they're not, they're not funny, and he's not the funny character that they tried to like make him be. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure uh, neither of these two uh, have any martial arts experience, and it kind of shows in, in how the characters are treated, which is a shame. It's a real step back from from the other one, but I still mostly enjoy them. Um, they've got like a good chemistry with each other which makes it work but beyond that I could I, I could care less about Tum Tum and then uh, Colt is great and Rocky's okay uh, some other changes in this movie that they decided to do for some reason uh, is they changed Grandpa's last name from Tanaka to Shintaro so he's Mori Shintaro now and uh, all three kids now play baseball on the same team uh, despite their wildly different age differences like, I could accept Rocky or and Colt being on the same team because they're only like a year apart in age. But Tum Tum is, in this movie at least, he's like seven. <laughs> he shouldn't be playing baseball with teenagers. Like, why? Why are you there? 
but that's just my opinion. Um, I also hate the baseball plotline personally. I just not really a fan of it. Uh, yeah, but I think we get a cameo from Bob from that '70s show uh, as the umpire. Um, I'm not sure about that because I've never actually checked. But I think it's him. And actually, now I want to check. <laughs> Bob, that 70s show. What's his name? Don Stark. Don Stark. Okay, Don Stark. Were you in Three Ninjas, Don Stark? Yes, he was. Okay, so it is him. Uh, <laughs> he plays the umpire. And uh, this is something that, that becomes a a theme of the, the latter two movies, so this one and, and the High Noon at Mega Mountain, is the... Uh, the theme of them not wanting to be ninjas anymore because they find everyday stuff is more important or whatever which I don't particularly like like I think being a ninja would be awesome <laughs> and it would just be something you wanna, you'd want to keep doing alas uh, yeah in this movie it's mostly Rocky and Colt who don't want to do ninja stuff anymore and Tum Tum kinda doesn't but it's because he wants to become a sumo wrestler for some reason uh, and then they do it again in, in High Noon at Mega Mountain where it's the, the, the two older ones don't want to do it anymore and it's just Tum Tum uh, but yeah we get to the plot of this movie after they do the intro again they do like an intro fight scene uh, with them versus Grandpa to kind of show where everyone's at and introduce us to the, the characters and the concept and stuff again and then we move on to the plot for this one, where we learn that Grandpa uh, has a dagger that he won in a karate tournament or something that is supposed to lead to a treasure of gold, uh, as legends say. But uh, he needs to go to Japan to present the dagger to the winner of this tournament, because they're doing the tournament again, I guess. But also someone who is probably evil, uh, named Koga, also wants the dagger, and he's doing crime to get it. So, like, the legend says you need a, a dagger and a sword to get into this cave, and uh, we get a scene of him, like, going to a museum or something and stealing the sword, and then now, like, we know he wants the dagger. But Grandpa uh, is bringing up Japan because he wants to take the boys uh, with him to Japan so that they can be, be taught under the uh, Grandmaster uh I'm presuming it's not the Grandmaster that taught him because that guy would be super dead. But, like, it's, I guess it's the guy, like, in charge of where Grandpa was taught. And the boys are excited, but before they can do that, they, uh, they gotta go play baseball. And, uh, we get this baseball game, we, we get the little plot lines for each character that's gonna come from this. So it's the, as I mentioned in the last one, uh, the ninja theme for that one was the, uh, knowing when and when not to fight and the pressure points in this one colt can't aim for some reason uh, and he strikes out a lot and he has anger issues so grandpa's trying to teach him how to throw a throwing star like at a target and, and that's supposed to translate to him hitting baseballs better i guess um i don't really know how it helps with his anger issues but he's he's got those uh we learn rocky's obsessed with girls and he loses focus because of that uh particularly Lisa Di Marino, even though uh, we get to see a food cart lady who is much cuter. Um, 
and because of that, like he he throws like easy pitches to people, or he like he throw he messes up and they lose runs because he's not paying attention and he's not focused on the moment, uh, which becomes his thing. Uh, and Tum Tum is obsessed with food, as evidenced by him catching a hot dog rather than the ball, which lets uh, the other team score. And like he randomly leaves the game to go get food at times, which is yeah. Anyways. Uh, we get a lot of fart jokes and Cobra Kai-esque behavior during this game from the other team. Uh, and the game becomes a kerfuffle as they get into a fight. And they do a... Also becomes a common occurrence of, of Tum Tum yelling, Scramble! And then they start fighting. Um, the game gets suspended for a week. Uh, so the, the Empire is like, you can all calm down and then come back and play this game. I think it's for a championship or, or something. I didn't. Like I said, I don't really care about the baseball plot line, so I wasn't really paying attention. But this means that the baseball has been rescheduled to uh, when they were would have gone to Japan. So they vote, and they're like, "We're not going to Japan. We're gonna play baseball because baseball is more important." Um, Tum Tum was the only one who voted to go, but we learn that it's, as I mentioned, uh, because he wants to go learn to be a sumo wrestler. Get it? Because he loves food. Haha. <sighs> I hate him. <laughs> Once again, uh, the dad is angry about ninja stuff, uh, because there has to be some parental conflict. Uh, he's upset that it's interfering with the other parts of their lives, so he's blaming uh, ninja for their fighting during baseball and stuff. Uh, the white boy bully from the first one is back. Uh, one of the, the bike thieves. Uh, and he's on the other baseball team, because of course he is. I don't know why he's still going after them. When he got destroyed in the basketball game, and then in the international cut, he got destroyed in like an actual fight. But hey, n nice to see him, I guess. Like, Get this guy a paycheck. Um... For some reason, they go back to Grandpa's. I guess they're, they were staying with Grandpa still. They just He was taking them to a baseball game. But they're back at Grandpa's, and uh, they tell Grandpa that they're not going to Japan, so he leaves. Um, and the house gets robbed uh, by the three dummies of this movie. So we, we, learn, we learn about these three dummies. They're in a band, and they're uh, a very bad band. And they're hired by Koga to go steal the dagger. Uh, we have Glam, who's the nephew of Koga. Uh, and he, we have his two idiot friends. Uh, one of them's named Vinny, I think. I, I feel like I heard the name Vinny, and the other one I don't actually... Uh, I don't actually know what his name is. He's got an afro, and he looks like that guy from Seinfeld. Uh, Kramer, or whatever. I don't, I don't even know if it's Kramer. I don't watch that show. But Grandpa is offering them $20,000 to go steal the dagger, uh, so they go to Grandpa... Uh, not Grandpa, sorry. Koga is offering them $20,000 to go steal the, the dagger from Grandpa. Uh, they see Grandpa leave, so they assume the house is empty, and they try to rob it. And the boys, seeing this, um, are like, yeah, you're not, you're not going to rob this. So they get up to their usual antics. 
and they get their masks on and their and their uniforms on and they set up some traps for the, the robbers and they hide and they they beat up the robbers uh this is the first actual action scene of this movie outside of the grandpa intro and it's still a lot of fun uh, which is what you want from these kind of movies uh the bad guys continue to be incredibly inept and easily handled uh colt's mask is also back to normal so i'm assuming he must have gotten a new one from grandpa because uh, he's like i mentioned he spray painted the last one white or gray uh we get a stupid line where they're they're outside fighting the bullies and they're like who are you and they're like we're the three ninjas yeah and it's a line that was like clearly only there for the trailer um which i don't which i don't really like but one thing this movie does have going for it so far is that there's more fighting in this one than there's in the first one i think uh which i like yeah, they beat off the robbers. No, 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 no. They beat away the robbers. Uh, robbers didn't get the dagger. And the boys didn't know that they were after the dagger. So when Grandpa comes home, they're just like, they were robbers and we beat them up. And then Grandpa's like, well, you don't want to be ninjas. So next time, just call the cops, idiots. I'm like, yeah, you tell them, Grandpa. I'm not sure if the dad is still in the FBI at this point or if that has been retconned away or if he's retired or not. Like, all we know about him in this one is that he's just a baseball coach. But mom and dad come to pick up grandpa to take him to the airport and they leave and they somehow don't see the very obvious van on the side of the road that they have to drive around because it's on the road sitting there watching them because it has some leaves on it. They threw some leaves on the top of it or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in a classic movie situation, the three dummies uh, follow Grandpa to Japan. They hit Grandpa's uh, cab with a car, and they steal his bag. But oh no, there was a bag swap that was never noticed, and Grandpa accidentally took Tum Tum's bag full of ding-dongs and other treats, and Tum Tum has the dagger. <laughs> yeah, I guess... The, all all the characters in this movie use the same bag to carry stuff. It's all the same, like, kind of, like, gray duffel bag that I'm assuming is from their baseball team. But Grandpa uses one, too, and that's why it got mixed up. Uh, the movie also added, for some reason, a plot line where Rocky needs glasses, and he's embarrassed by it. Uh, because I guess they're ugly glasses, even though I think I think they're quite nice. Uh, as someone who wears glasses, and it's dropped in later movies. Uh, the glasses is is no longer a thing after this one. Um, but they show us too that they moved to a much different house. It's still very big though, and yet they're still sharing a room. Uh, and the room is set up exactly the same way. Like it's still a bunk. Like they got a bunk bed. Uh, Colts on the top, Tonto's on the bottom. Then they have a single bed off to the side for Rocky. But this Rocky is much too big for a single bed. Not even just like width wise, but height wise, he'd be too tall for that bed. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing there. But uh, the boys learn about what happened to Grandpa, and they decide to steal <laughs> Grandpa's credit card, and they fly to Japan to bring him the dagger. Baseball, be damned. 
this is when the movie finally picks up up to this point it's been fine but like it's not it's not really riveting uh <laughs> it's when they once as soon as they decide to go to japan and like baseball kind of gets forgotten for a bit that i was like yeah I'm, I'm back on board for some reason though rocky calls uh the airport to get tickets and she's like are you an adult and he's like no we're kids but uh but grandpa is here and so they have like a recording of grandpa that they use to, to get these tickets and i'm like just the fact that she's asking if you were like if you're an adult just say yes and then buy the tickets like you didn't have to go through this whole rigmarole to to use a recording of grandpa but anyways uh they buy first class tickets to japan which costs grandpa eleven thousand dollars eleven thousand dollars that's nuts grandpa's probably gonna be furious But uh, we get to Japan, and the movie still very quickly wants to make sure that we know baseball is important as they use their baseball skills to stop a robber uh, who steals some lady's purse. And because they did this, this lady decides to help them, so she, she gives them a ride in her limo. Um, and we get a tour of like early 90s Tokyo to a dope song. And we get a cameo uh, from Mario. Mario, there's a big Mario like uh, floaty thing, which is pretty neat. But yeah, I, li I really like the music that they've got going in this so far. Um, particularly the music during this scene, as we get like a nice little tour around Japan, and they're with this nice lady, um, and they do the joke. So this will be the second time in like five minutes at this point where they do the joke where they bow too much like they just keep bowing to people it's not funny but <laughs> maybe they think if they keep doing it it will get funnier you know whatever uh the boys get to the hospital where grandpa is and they tell him that they have the dagger and they're making fun of poor glam like they're bullying his hair and stuff but they don't know that Glam's right there, and he's overhearing this, and it makes him kind of sad, which I was like, oh, Glam. But yeah, the bad guys overhear that the kids have the dagger, and that they're, uh, they've been tasked with taking it to the tournament to present to the winner, um, by, via Grandpa, and they go and tell Koga, uh, and we get to see the tournament scene, which is hella dope, uh, it's like a, at first it's just like different skills you get to see different like ninja skills so they're like fighting with sticks and they're throwing stars and stuff and then it gets into like an actual fighting tournament and in the semifinals one of the participants gets hurt so colt like goes and steals his outfit is is gi uh, i'm not really sure what the outfits are called in this one like like i know what a gi is like they had gis in the last one but i don't think what they're wearing and these ones are geese I'm gonna I'm gonna google what a ninja outfit's called uh a ninja yoroi ninja yoroi is that what it's called a ninja yoroi yeah alright a yoroi Maybe? Is that what it is? I don't know. Anyways, uh, 
Colt takes it and he enters the tournament disguised as this guy uh, to fight uh, number seven, who we got to see like in the montage of the tournament, is doing real good. Uh, Colt loses, and we learn that number seven is, oh my gosh, a girl! And Rocky's totally crushing on her. Ooh. Uh, she also speaks English. Yay. Uh, so the boys have a new friend to stay with. And what a shock. She loves baseball, but she isn't very good. And and she wants to get better. Um, so they agree to train each other f for some reason. Uh, the boys are like, if you teach us baseball stuff... Or no, that's not it. If you teach us ninja stuff, we'll teach you baseball stuff. And Mio, that's her name. Her name's Mio. She's like, yeah. I don't really get it. Like, if, if they would have come to Japan normally, they'd be learning under the Grand Master. Why not just go and do that anyways? Like, why why learn under Mio? Like, I guess just because she can beat up Colt. They're like, technically, if we learn from her, that's an improvement. Like, we'll be up. <laughs> so, okay. Uh... Yeah, but she, they get across that she's bad at baseball because we go with her to, like, her tryout, and she can't catch anything, and she calls the bat her butt, so she's like, I swing my butt, and <laughs> it's very funny, get it? Because they sound the same, but they're different. <laughs> Anyways, we get a training montage, uh... Where Tum Tum's learning how to be a sumo wrestler from some sumo wrestlers. Uh, Mio is learning how to catch. Like, they're using eggs and stuff to teach her how to catch. Uh, and Rocky is learning how to run real fast, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but the boys get new outfits. Uh, Mio gives them their own... Yoroi. 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 <laughs> Yoroi? I don't know what they're called. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, Tum Tum gets yellow, obviously. Uh, Colt gets blue. And Rocky gets green. So they have those. Uh, Mio kind of learns how to catch. And then we get like a weird meat cute scene. Uh, where Rocky and Miro are like learning Japanese and he can't read the book and she's like just read the book it's essentially it's another glasses embarrassment scene where he's embarrassed to put on his glasses because I guess they're ugly uh, but holy moly Mio has the exact same glasses what I hate it uh, then Colt and Tum Tum break a wall because they're eavesdropping and they fall through a wall and it's just laughed off like this random lady and like is letting you stay in her home because your her daughter's like they don't know anybody here can they stay here and you're breaking her walls dicks anyway uh <laughs> Koga poisons the Grandmaster or something and, and takes his place because he learns from the three dummies that uh, the kids are coming to bring him the dagger. 
So he takes his place, and Tum Tum discovers it because the Grandmaster always had his nasty feet out and couldn't speak English, but this new guy who wants the dagger uh, has shoes on and speaks English. So they're like, hey, you're not the Grandmaster. He couldn't speak English and wanted to wait until Grandpa got here to get the dagger and, you know, had nasty feet, and you're wearing nice shoes. So Tum Tum yells, Scramble! And we hop into another fight scene, uh, which is mixed with a telephone call, which is actually pretty fun. Uh, so their mom, once the mom discovers that they, like, um, you know, that they left and went to Japan, <laughs> she makes them call every day at a certain time. Uh, and the time just happens to fall in with when they're, um, when they're uh, fighting the people. So they're fighting. They have to call, so one of the guys luckily has a cell phone, so they take it, uh, and they call mom while they're fighting. And it's like it, it's a good scene. The fight's good, other than Tom Tom again being useless and doing nothing, uh, and the ineptitude of Koga's men. Like it's just wild. But uh, they beat them up pretty handily while talking to their parents, and then we get a woeful scene of the kids pulling down uh, some grown man's pants. Because the men are scared of them, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> fun fact about this movie, though. Uh, most of the Japanese I know, about half of the Japanese I know, I learned from this movie. Like, I learned what baka is. I learned uh, how to say, Haji mamashite. Nice to meet you. Haji mamashite. And then how to almost kiss a lady before your brothers fall through the wall. Uh... Anyways, I was thinking while I was watching this, I was like, if, the, if this movie wanted to get real dark and then also incrementally better, if they should have killed Tum Tum, so have him die, uh, and then, like, the grandpa, for whatever reason, adopts Mio, even though her mom's around, like, I know, but, like, for whatever reason, grandpa adopts Mio, and she becomes the, 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 the third ninja, like, she's the new number three ninja, so you have Colt, Rocky, and Mio, like, I think that'd be so much better. Anyways, uh, the boys get captured again because they they just get, like, stuck in a corner, I guess. Like, it's not even, like, that they're beaten. It's just that they happen to, like, try to be running somewhere and they get trapped. And then there's just too many people. Uh, so they get kidnapped again. And they're taken to Koga's facility where he trains his ninjas. And then he's like, you better not try to escape. This is where I train my ninjas. So there's a bunch of ninjas here. But obviously, they escape quite easily later because inept. Like, <laughs> they're just bad. <laughs> so Koga now has the sword and the dagger, but then he realizes that he also needs Grandpa because Grandpa has the info on where the cave is, I guess. So he sends the dummies to kidnap him. Even not having seen this movie in a really long time, they point out a castle at one point as being very, very old. And I was like, that's obviously where the, where the gold is. It's at that castle. And surprise, it's at, it's, at, it's at the castle. It's underneath the castle, technically, but it's at the castle. Uh, anyways, the three dummies go to kidnap Koga. Or not Koga, Grandpa. I keep doing that. They go to kidnap Grandpa. Uh, it doesn't work because Grandpa's nurse like beats them up and fights them off. But for some reason, Grandpa decides to leave the hospital in his wheelchair, and then he gets kidnapped by Koga's men then. Like, if he would have just 
stayed in the hospital, you would have been fine, Grandpa. But Koga has Grandpa, and he dresses him up in a new outfit. Uh, it's a ninja outfit. You know, the, um... Yoroi. <laughs> Yoroi. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. Uh, Yoroi. Anyway. Yeah. My arm just got stuck on something. Uh, anyway, Grandpa says he'll take Koga to the cave because Koga's like threatening the boys. Uh, but the boys follow anyways once they escape. And we get a very obvious um, stunt double fight between Koga and Grandpa. And then Colt saves the day by throwing a ninja ball. I don't really know what it is, but he has one and he throws it into, into a gun. Uh, using the lesson that Grandpa tried to teach him earlier about throwing stars in baseball. Uh, you see the target and let it grow into your eye, in front of your eyes as big of a melon. And then you throw it and you'll hit the target or whatever. Um, so he does that. And the gun explodes because Koga shoots the gun at the exact same time and the ninja ball goes in. Uh, yeah. But it causes a cave-in uh, of the cave that they're in and uh, they have to escape. Uh, Koga kind of makes like a face turn to being a good guy, I guess. And they all escape together and they're all like kind of cool. They're like, yeah, we're good now. And then uh, they go home for the baseball game and they win because Mio apparently came with them. I don't know if she moved to the States or if she's just there to play this one game. But uh, she catches like a ball of like what would have been a home run. And then like her hat falls off and they're all like, oh, girl, Waka! And Colt uh, hits a three-run home run uh, again using the lesson from Grandpa. He waits till the ball looks as big as a melon. Then he hits it. Uh, Tum Tum and Rocky don't really use their lessons, I guess, because they just aren't really relevant. Which is a shame, like, but Colt's really the only one who uses his lesson and it works. Uh, anyway, the good guys win, and Mio beats up the bullies, because they're, like, picking on her, and then we get the credits. Listening to this and in, in my very, uh, enthusiastic retelling probably makes it sound like I don't like this movie. <laughs> um... I do. There's definitely still some nostalgia to this for me, so I do enjoy it. But as a, a grown-ass man, it is a lot less enjoyable uh, than I would say it used to be. Like, I, I sat here when I was watching, and I was like, I was wondering, like, did I actually find some of these things to be funny back in the day? Or, were like, was there just enough good in it like there is now that I ignored those not funny stuff? I'm assuming I found this stuff funny when I was young, which is, you know, sad in itself. But it is what it is. Yeah, like I, like I said at the beginning of this one, because my thoughts are kind of the same, um, there's some stuff in this one that I quite like. I like that there's more fight scenes. I like Mio's character. I like that she uh, she's never portrayed as being weak or like a damsel as, as sometimes they are in uh, they being women or girls sometimes are in movies like this um, if anything she's far more capable than, than the, the boys uh, at like ninja stuff um, I like that we go to Japan we get a, like a different um, 
you get a different setting. Like I know Knuckle Up does have a different setting, and High Noon and Mega Mountain also has a different setting. But they're both in America, and I like the fact that that kickback is. Uh, we actually get to go to Japan, and we get to see more of of that aspect of it. Um, and we get to learn a little bit more about Grandpa, even though they change his backstory. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's a lot of stuff I also didn't like. I don't like the uh, unnecessary parental conflict, because in the end, Dad is just fine with the ninja stuff again. Like, we didn't need to repeat that. He could have been disappointed in them for fighting at the baseball game, and it could have had nothing to do with, uh, with ninja stuff. Like he could have very easily been a thing because there's later a scene in the movie where he's talking about how he's disappointed that the boys aren't more like him and what you easily could have done there instead of him being mad about the ninja stuff he could have just been upset that there could have been a scene where they're like we want to go to Japan still and he could have been upset that they're like that they weren't taking responsibility like that they started this baseball fight and they they um, had a responsibility to the team, and then they had made like a a commitment to the team, so that they like y- you can't like you shouldn't you should choose not to go to Japan. I shouldn't have to be the one to tell you not to go to Japan. It's kind of like I guess what I think would have been much better, but this is also a a, a children's movie, <laughs> um, so I guess there's not that much to to expect from it, but. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, this villain's not quite as good as... <sighs> I don't know. What is up with me? Uh, it's not. He's not quite as good as Snyder. Especially since, like... They didn't try to give Snyder a backstory or any reason. He was just, like, an arms dealer. Like, the only backstory we got about him is that he learned karate from Grandpa. But he's just, he's just a criminal. He's just an arms dealer, and he likes doing crime stuff so it's just like you just let this guy be evil where in this one they try to kind of give this guy like a backstory like where like a sympathetic backstory where he lost to grandpa in this like embarrassing way and he's been obsessed with the cave ever since and stuff and he's just trying to do this to find answers like it just it doesn't really work as well as i think they planned it to um yeah Yeah, this is, uh, the runtime of this one's over, like, just, we're almost at an hour 15 for these first two. So I will stop it here, and then the next episode will be, uh, or another episode down the line will be on the other two. Um, a little hint for you, if, you, if you're not familiar with these, um, these movies, the next one has to do with a Native American village and a toxic waste company. So that's knuckle up. So the boys are trying to help uh, fight off a toxic waste company who's who's uh, doing bad things to this reserve. Um, you know, it's, it's, which is interesting, I guess. Um, Donald Logue's in it. Like, a lot of people would know him from... Uh, he's in Vikings. He's in Sons of Anarchy. He was Harvey Bullock in Gotham. Uh... He was the dad in, like, Grounded for Life. Like, he's a fairly well-known actor. He's in that one. Uh, there's a girl from one of the, um... One of the American Pies. I think it's Bandcamp, if I remember correctly. Uh, is in it. Yeah, American Pie Bandcamp. And then... That's pretty much everyone I think I know from it. 
Yeah, that's that one, and then a uh, high note at Mega Mountain, which is like it's, it's straight up the worst. <laughs> high note at Mega Mountain uh, takes place at a theme park that is taken over by robbers. I get. I don't really know. I don't really know what they're doing. Um, yeah, it, it's it's described as a master criminal and her gang of ninjas. So. <laughs> But yeah, this one has uh, Hulk Hogan in it. It's got uh, er, like the guy who plays Ernest, and like Ernest goes to camp and stuff. Um, Jim Varney, that's his name. Jim Varney, uh, he's in it. Uh, that's pretty much it for uh, like other people. Um, but yeah, it's it is what it is. I think. These the uh High Noon at Mega Mountain has the worst main cast. Um the grandpa is still there, it's still the same grandpa, but the this is the first one that has all three three ninjas replaced and it's not it's not great. Um Which we'll get to when we watch it. But yeah, thanks for, for hanging out and listening and uh I'm sorry about the little mishap there at the beginning with the audio. Um I might see if I can put a disclaimer at the beginning before it starts, just to be like, hey, uh, the first 15 minutes of audio is not great, and then the rest is, is fixed. But yeah, uh, should be back. We'll be back most likely next week for another episode. Uh, stay somewhat regular on a weekly basis. Um, you can follow me on my Twitter, like I said. Uh, it's twitter.com at ericmediocre. Uh, where I will hopefully post updates, and then it's a place where I guess if you're listening, you can like also leave some constructive feedback or just even any ideas you might have if there's something that like, uh, you think I should watch or that I would enjoy or whatever uh, for this, you can you can drop that there. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye.